Back here on the Sports Wire here on KTGR 100.5 and 103.1 KTGR and always online at KTGR.com. Joining us now is Blake Topmeyer of the Columbia Daily Tribune. Blake, how are you today? I'm doing well. And yourself, Jeff? I'm doing pretty well. Blake, uh, how are you liking the, uh, the new football beat so far? It's good, man. Kind of a fairly quiet uh, first week on the, on the beat. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. So it's been a, a pretty smooth transition, I would say. I guess. Well, if you can find Blake's work always online at the, at the Columbia Daily Tribune's website, you can follow him on Twitter at b topmeyer t o p p m e y e r on Twitter to find Blake. Blake. We haven't had much access to Mizzou practice this year, so we really don't know that much. How does that temper the expectations for today's spring game? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of a situation where you don't entirely know what to expect, but in some ways um, I, I think it makes the, the spring game more interesting because, um, you know, we ha- have had such a limited chance to, to see what this team's going to be all about. Um, now, certainly a spring game doesn't give you all the answers, um, but it'll be interesting to see, okay, how do these new linemen look? Is, is there – uh, just as much concern, you know, is this concern reasonable for the, the offensive line? I mean, I think it is when you lose four starters and, and your only one coming back is hurt now or coming off back surgery and, and Nate Crawford. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see that. It'll be interesting to see, you know, is there truly a competition for the starting quarterback spot between Drew Locke and, and Marvin Zanders, or is this, um, you know, all just a song and dance until Drew Locke eventually gets named the starter. It'll be interesting to see just how close those two are uh, in competition today. So, yeah, I think in a lot of ways it it, uh, it does make today a little bit more interesting because we, we haven't seen much yet. He is Blake Topmeyer of the Columbia Daily Tribune talking spring game here on the Sports Wire at 835 on this beautiful Saturday morning. Blake, uh, you just mentioned the offensive line. Is there a specific offensive lineman that you are looking for today to stand out in this game? Yeah, I think a lot of us are going to be looking at, at Tyler Howell. I mean, you just look at the, the numbers, the fact that he's you know six eight and three oh five. I mean, that's that's the the, the type of size that, that makes you turn your head a little bit. And uh, you know, as his position coach Glenn Ellenbury put it the other day, he's the type of guy that can block out the sun. He's so big. Um, so I'll be curious to see how he looks at that left tackle spot. But then on top of that, I think some guys who got a little bit of time last year, but not much uh, in, in Paul Adams and Kevin Pendleton, you know, I think those are guys that are maybe going to have to certainly step up in the, the starting spots and, and going to need to be fairly decent on the line. And, and uh, you know, given the fact that they were kind of knocking on the door, of being in the regular rotation last year, you wonder if maybe they are ready to take that step. Uh, so Adams and Pendleton are, yeah, a couple other guys that I'll, I'll have my eye on as well. You mentioned the quarterback, quote-unquote, controversy, uh, even though most of us believe there is not one. Marvin Zander is going to be wearing the orange jersey today. How much uh, are you expecting him to get hit today? Uh, I would think he's going to take some contact. Uh and really, I think that's kind of a, a smart move to have him, you know, in that different jersey. In the past, uh, you know, Xanders would, would wear the green no-contact jersey, and that really just doesn't give you a true feel for what he can do because he is um, so much of a threat running the football. But, you know, as you know, when you're wearing that green contact jersey, no-contact jersey, somebody gets a, a fingertip on you and you're you're tackled. Um, or, you know, they blow the whistle at the very least. 
And so, you know, it doesn't really truly reflect what maybe you could have done with the football. Um, so I do think this is probably more fair uh, in giving Xanders a full look. It seems like he's a fan of it uh, because he can really show off what he can do. Um, and he's just such a different quarterback than, than Drew Locke that, um, you know, it is interesting to think about uh, him getting some time in, in some games, whether, you know, be a, a series here or a series there or maybe some, some special packages where you can incorporate him um, just because quarterbacks running the football is, you know, has become such a big part of the college game. And, and, you know, as we know, that's something he, he does and, and does well in the limited, uh, you know, chances he's had to show he can do it. Blake Topmeyer of the Columbia Daily Tribune joining us here on the sports wire talking spring game here at eight thirty eight. Blake's skill positions are, are a question mark on this team. Is the starting running back even on the roster for this upcoming season right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good question, but I, I, I think it probably is. I, I think the starter is probably going to be ish. Um, you know, as you're kind of alluding to there, the, the two guys coming in um, in the fall certainly have a chance to, to kind of shake up the mix a little bit. But I think the, the number one guy is probably going to be Ishwitter when it's all said and done. Um, and they need him to be a lot better this year. You know, I mean, he was um, thrust into that number one role at times last year with all the problems that, that Russell Hansborough had with his ankle. And, and really, in fairness to Ish, uh, he wasn't any worse than any other other running backs, <laughs> uh, which I, I realize isn't a high compliment. But I think sometimes, you know, Ish became that guy that fans focused on of, why isn't he better? And, well, he averaged 4.1 yards a carry. He certainly wasn't great, but uh, you look at how bad that line was last year and, and how much trouble they had with the running game. He, he wasn't any worse either. Um, so whether he can take the next step or not, I'm not sure. They've talked about how, uh, you know, Cornell Ford was talking the other day saying that issues in better shape, um, you know, has kind of cut down his body fat level and, is running with a more proper pad level, which all sounds good. Um, you know, whether that matters or not, you know, time will tell. But, yeah, I, I, th- I kind of got a feeling that, that maybe he will be the, 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 the first-string running back, um, you know, come week one next fall. Blake, what are, what are we, ex- what are we, should we expect today out of the wide, right, wide receiver position, uh, other than Chris Black, Black and Nate Brown? A lot of question marks still there. Yeah, there, there certainly are. Uh, you know, last year I feel like that was the position group with the most questions. And, and this year, I guess I would say the offensive line has the most questions, but the, the wide receivers aren't far down on the list. Um, and yeah, I think you hit on it. First and foremost, I think people are going to be looking at Chris Black, you know, uh, a guy who, sure, he's only got 25 career catches, but just coming from Alabama tends to give you some instant credibility. Uh, and, and even though we weren't allowed to see it because it was a closed scrimmage, evidently he played pretty well from, from the sounds of things uh, at last Saturday's scrimmage. Um, and then on top of that, you know, are, are guys like Jamon Moore and Nate Brown ready to take the next step? And, and then you look down at the next tier, um, and I, I think some guys that hold a lot of intrigue uh, top of that list are, are Jonathan Johnson uh, and Justin Smith. You know, Johnson looked like maybe he was in a, a position to, to help Missouri last year and, and maybe could have – uh, cracked the rotation before he then, you know, had that bad ankle sprain uh, in a fall scrimmage. So, um, yeah, I, I think of that next year of, of guys, I think Johnson, Smith are, are a couple guys that, that people are wondering, are, are they ready to maybe um, kind of have a bit of a breakthrough as, as redshirt freshmen? 
Blake, there are a few positional battles in the secondary. You got a safety and then you got cornerback number two. Which one of those two battles do you, is more intriguing to you? I think for me, probably cornerback, um, just because you get so many um, options that have some experience to to look at there. When you, you look at uh, John Gibson and Anthony Hines and Logan Cheadle, uh, I mean, I, you can really see that going any of those three directions. Um, I mean, obviously you're going to have Arian Pinton there um, anchoring down one of the corner spots, but the other, um, to me, it seems like it would be really up for grabs. I mean, Gibson was a guy, uh, you know, who was getting a lot of time at the beginning of last season and then started to dwindle a little bit. I mean, he's still certainly in the rotation, um, but, you know, you had Arian Pinton and, and Kenya Dennis really kind of holding down the fort as, as the top two corners. Uh, Cheadle was a guy who started to get more time as the season went on, and and you had Anthony Hines in the mix a little bit. So, yeah, I, I think to me uh, that's one of the more interesting position battles uh, on, on this team right now, I would say. One last question for you, Blake. Barry Odom yesterday came on the big show, said uh, the, game, the spring game is going to look like a real football game. How long in, into the game do you think it stops looking like a real football game? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'll be curious to see, and, you know, okay, it could look like a real football game. Um, I think he's talked about that enough that it's going to look like a real football game somewhat, but that doesn't mean uh, you're going to give away all your trade secrets. I mean, you can still have it look like a real football game and be really, really vanilla um, with your play calling so you don't give away all the wrinkles of, of what's going to be changed with this staff. So. Um, you know, one thing that I think is going to make it better for fans and everybody involved is that, you know, at least from what Barry's been saying, it's going to be a traditional scoring system, which, you know, as you know, in the past with, with in the Gary Pinkle era, there was random points awarded for who knows what, and you never really could have figured out how or why these guys were scoring points at random junctures of the game. So I, I, I at least look forward to the traditional scoring system. So I know when three points go on the board, it's because somebody kicked a field goal uh, and not for some other random act of greatness. Blake, I think we're all with you on that, uh, especially especially in the past when it would be uh, a sack is one point now. Now it's three points. But uh, it was really random point generator at times under Coach Pinkle. It sure was, yeah. And as Jamon Moore said last week, you know, at the end of the game, you're like, well, who won? What happened? <laughs> you know, I mean, he had no idea, nor did anybody else, I don't think. <laughs> He's Blake Topmeyer of the Columbia Daily Tribune, newly minted football, Mizzou football beat writer there at the Tribune. You can find his work on Twitter at BTopmeyer. That is B-T-O-P-P-M-E-Y-E-R. Blake, thank you for joining us here today on the Sportswire. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Coming up next, we're going to talk more spring game, and we're going to see. We're, I'm going to tell you which Mizzou players I think need to step up today, and I want to hear from you at five seven three eight seven five fifty eight forty seven. That's coming up next here on the Sports Wire on KTGR. <laughs> 